0: Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Squadcast. I am your host Ian Hansen here at the Squadcast Studios. How's everyone doing today? I'm doing well. Uh the other day I had a chance to I'm going to get right into it. Um sorry, but like I normally have a different spiel and a different, you know, setup, but I'm going to get right into this. The other day I had a conversation uh interview with the owner of Epic Comics and Collectibles, Michael Hainer. Uh, we sat around in his game room at the store and located on 2730, 2730 Stillwater Road East, Maplewood, Minnesota. Uh, we sat there and in the game room we had a great conversation. We played some chess. I got my butt whipped. Uh, but it was a really fun time. The conversation was really good. You know, it was really nice to be able to sit there in store and have a conversation with the owner. It's not often I feel like you get a chance to do that. And we just kind of talked about himself. We talked about what brought him to the point of creating and making Epic and all the good stuff in between. I really hope you guys enjoy it Uh, as much as I enjoyed being there. And please give me some feedback. Uh, I do have some more people that I'm interested in having conversations with uh, and everything too. So hopefully we'll be doing more of these interviews either with Creators or people of the Minnesota Comic Squad or listeners of Squadcast or just um, random conversations. That's kind of like the new goal right now. And, you know, I I want to also say I'm sorry that I haven't had a new episode in a while. Hopefully, episode 30, this one right here, will make it worth it um, for the wait. And I just want to, you know, apologize. It's been a little bit busy and I haven't been able to have that. I haven't had that chance to be able to sit down and record. So, here it is, though, guys. Enjoy, live, love comics, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye. So, uh, hey, how's it going? Good. Um, for everyone listening, I'm sitting here at Epic Comics and Collectibles, uh, with Michael Hanner, the owner of the store. Um, we're gonna sit down and do a little bit of a conversation with him and, uh, talk about the store, talk about himself, and all that good jazz. So, uh, we'll start off right away, uh, what's uh, let's give the listeners a little bit of history on you, um what is your um i guess what are you into what's what's your um what's your drive to uh what leads you to owning a comic book store basically so uh we'll start with uh you know like um were you more into comics or toys right away
1: when you were younger oh definitely comics comics yeah absolutely
0: do um, you remember the, your first comic book that you ever got
1: you know off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you the exact one, but I'm pretty sure it was an image car, not image comics um impact comics, you know uh one of the old fly or comet or something like that um early early nineties probably ninety ninety one something in there
0: yeah, um, I'm not too familiar with impact uh I know I've seen some mm-hmm. in the shop, I've read a few random issues mm-hmm. here and there throughout my life, but uh it is a company I believe that has sold to i think they sold think i've seen some of the i don't even know i've seen some of the issues on different other indie labels and stuff i think nowadays but um but yeah so but obviously the shop is filled with comics and toys collectibles and all good stuff so um you were more of a comic book character a comic book kid but um obviously you do share a love for collectibles and toys and figures as your store shows um what were some of the first like toys and stuff you were remember really not getting, because I know a lot of times when you're younger, your parents just kind of get you, mm. oh, I like this, or they kind of get you this. What was the first toy that you remember searching and hunting for when you were younger? Is there anything in particular that you can remember? or
1: that That's a tough question, because I, you know, I had cousins that always had the Transformers, and I loved the Transformers, but I never really got too many of those toys. We'd get a couple here and there. Um, but the first ones I really started collecting were probably Legos, got really big into Legos when I was young, had a ton of sets, built them, let them kind of sit around my room and display. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was always hoping for Transformers, um, GI Joe, obviously cause it was big, but some of the kind of off ones, I loved mask. Uh, I had, I think I had a couple of those toys, Silverhawks, stuff like that. Um, really anything eighties was great for me. Ghostbusters. I had some of the Ghostbusters figures.
0: I suppose we should probably tell the listeners, you grew up more in like the 80s and 90s. Yep. Um, And compared to some people, I grew up more in the 90s. And then I was a teenager by 2000s. So I was kind of, I dropped out of toys and all that stuff. Because, you know, at some point in your life, you, you fall into like peer pressure. And it's one of the biggest mistakes I feel like, I, not regrets, but not really mistakes. But one of those things I do look back on and I... I get mad at myself for falling into that category and falling into the peer pressure and not continuing to do what I enjoyed because now as an adult, I, there's nobody telling me that I can't go buy a toy right? or I can't have a comic book or whatever it is. Um, did you ever fall into that type of pressure when you
1: were growing up? No. Um, I always collected, even when I, I did take a break from collecting, um, for a while, uh, it didn't mean I st- completely jumped out of kind of the the culture i still yeah. watched all the movies every once in a while i'd pick up a comic book but um you know i i'd read just a short run I, that's how i kind of got into minis i'm really hooked on minis now because they're easy to pick up read through the whole thing and then, done. Um, and then they're done and i just i wasn't collecting i was doing a lot of traveling so it was hard to collect um but i would just i'd read them and then i'd give them to someone and um You know, within the last few years, I got kind of back into collecting, really got back into it, um, brought my old collection out that I had stored and started building it up again.
0: Um, I like how you mentioned that you would give out your comics to other people after you got done and stuff. Um, I feel like that's a very specific thing for this culture. Um, It's one of those uh, sharing things. I've given out so many books and I've received so many books from people Either because they've read them, loved them, or they had doubles, or they just like, you need to read this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost as before, like the concept of the internet, it was really word of mouth how a story got spread. Um, now you can just go online and find anything, but you didn't know about this issue of, let's say, Superman. Mm-hmm. Like something happened you might have, like, until you saw the comic book or you saw an article maybe in a newspaper or something back in the day, but they don't really do that much anymore. But if you didn't know, like, I know they made the movies and stuff and you would see, like, the Christopher Reed movies and all that fun stuff, but you're like, okay, the movie's a cool book. Where is this coming from? So I feel like comic books and stuff back then were almost like an underground currency um, where you didn't know the stories and you were when you did, you and your friends all knew the stories because you were... Swap books and all that fun stuff. Um, definitely, it's definitely a thing. But I do like, I like the concept, back to the concept that you said you gave them away. Um, do you think that led to you opening up a shop at some point where you wanted to share that information, you share that uh, the enjoyment you got with other people?
1: Oh well, absolutely. I mean, I don't think you'd open a shop up like this um, unless you wanted to share... Your knowledge and share what you have, and try to get other collectors into it or just try to get kids into collecting. Yeah. So.
0: And I've seen you interact with a lot of customers and stuff, and it's always, you generally lose me in the conversation. Because uh, I know a lot of people come in and uh, that I've seen lately about Transformers and stuff, and I know very little about that. And you guys dig so deep into it where it's almost the con- like we all have our specialties of what we know and it's really amazing to watch people who in some places not as much anymore because it's getting more mainstream but in some places you know you would be considered like the lower geek level people but now it's that is almost as good as gold like the knowledge of having of this culture is good as like is just so amazing to watch and listen to um, so I really enjoy that concept and uh it's only better with the more people who get into it. Mm-hmm. Like the more people who are reading, writing, watching, writing, creating, building, um, buying, selling, whatever it may be. Uh, the spread of the information, spread of our culture, is amazing to watch now. Because uh, it was shunned when I was younger a lot. Um, so, but um. So before you uh, were the proud owner of Epic Comics and Collectibles, what did you do for a
1: living? I actually did a lot of construction, um, put myself through college doing construction, got a degree in literary studies, couldn't find a job with a degree in literary studies, kept on working construction. Um, so now I'm, I decided I didn't want to climb ladders anymore and I wanted to try and find something that I really enjoyed and this kind of became my central focus right now.
0: Yeah. And you've done such a great job looking around the store. It looks beautiful. It's packed from wall to wall um, with everything from comic books to Funko Pops, action figures, Marvel Legends, new and old figures, um, some Tokyo Japanese-themed figures and collectibles. Um, I believe there's skateboards even in your Mm -hmm. shop that have this amazing graphic art on them. Um, So it's such a widespread um, place where... Pretty much, I feel if anyone comes in, they're gonna find something that they like. Um, but so yeah, I just you can definitely tell through your past and um, what you've tried to accomplish here, and I think it really does show. So, but uh, we'll get into um, we'll get a little bit to more of now just uh, just the store. Uh, what um what exactly made you want to open up the store? Well, Other than sharing the knowledge I mean we basically covered it But let's get into a little bit more detail on that
1: Honestly a lot of it was um, My own collection was getting expensive And I needed a resource to fund my own collection And so I started buying and selling stuff To try and turn a little bit of money To fund my own collection And it grew It kept growing and growing And I interacted with people really well And they wanted to keep working with me And so we found a store and opened up a store Just kind of expanding that
0: now, we're located on 2730 Stillwater Road East in Maplewood. Um, is there a reason why you chose Maplewood?
1: Yeah, there's just no one over on this side of the cities. Um, you know, they're the closest shops to us were, uh, or are, The Source and Level Up Games. And, unfortunately, Level Up Games is closing. Uh, so, really, now there's nothing over here for people that want to play games, get toys um collect comics any of that for probably a 30 mile radius.
0: Yeah, um I think the source is about 15 or so 20 minutes away give or take. I I don't remember off the top of my head, but it's not it's not too far, but imagine like the concept though, this is more mm-hmm. rural and it spreads wide. Yeah. Um and it goes all the way to Wisconsin and stuff, which isn't horribly a ways away, but if you were driving from Hudson or Stillwater or Oakdale the source is a drive yeah. For a lot of people And some people don't Even have a car But if, um, So Opening up a location Like this In that area It just seems Like a great idea um, I've seen a lot Of positive feedback Looking on your Facebook page And stuff like that About People Are happy That there is a shop here So I think you did A really good job On choosing This location um, And it's a, It's a Big enough store um, That you can fit A lot of stuff
1: in it So Yeah, absolutely. And we're trying to get more and more in every day, so. Always.
0: Um, I think we already covered that part. Um, So if you uh, want to dig into a little bit of it, what was the process like opening up a store like this? Um, Um, Let's start like, obviously you picked location. That was a huge part of it for right away. Um, But once you had location, once you had you know, once you had the location and everything, what was what was your first steps?
1: Well, first step was getting in here and getting everything ready. We had to redo the flooring, put slat wall up on the walls, put some cabinets up, um, you know, really get it designed and suited for a comic book store. And then we started getting all the toys and comics and everything in here and organizing. Um, just getting everything set up took us a good two months, and we're still somewhat organizing. I mean, we're still putting stuff away and pricing stuff, and I... As stuff comes in, we have to do that almost on a daily basis. Um, But then, you know, setting up accounts, we had to set up toy accounts with uh, different vendors, um, a diamond account for comic books, all of that stuff. It takes a lot of time because you have to provide a lot of information to them. Um, They want to make sure that you're a legitimate store, uh, kind of make you jump through the hoops to make sure that you're going to be providing for people that want to be provided for.
0: So basically you can't just... Be a, some random person who's like, oh, I just want a bunch of comics, and they won't let you do that. You have no. to be a business. Yep. Um, that's really interesting to hear. Um, so you had to set up your diamond account, your, all your other vendors and stuff. Obviously, it takes a lot of time. Was there anything uh, citywide that you had to deal with?
1: Uh, not too bad. Um, had to apply for a secondhand dealer's license since we're buying from customers. Gotcha. Uh, we have to verify with them that you know we're not buying or selling anything stolen. Of course. Uh, they want to kind of monitor that. Um other than that with the city, we just had to get our um certificate of occupancy and I uh, let them know that we're here and that was about it.
0: That's not too bad then. No. Um you mentioned it took like 2 or so months to get set up and stuff and um seems awfully quick actually. Um I don't know. I I wouldn't know exactly. I've never opened up a business like this. But um that seems quick cuz I like you always see people making plans for like a year and stuff, but like you've mentioned, you've had this in your head for a while. Yep. It wasn't a brand new idea. Um, so it's really nice. And I've had the opportunity to know you prior to this interview. So I we have had many conversations about before you opened it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I was uh, definitely always looking forward to it. Um, so pretty much a little bit of the process. I'm sure we'll jump back into it a little bit. I, I do jump around a little bit when I do talk. Um, but... Um, I think I would like to know. I think some of the listeners, too, are just, you know, and people who might find this. I think they're curious with um, shows on TV of different reality store shows, such as like Pawn Stars, or there was a show called Comic Book Men that took place in New Jersey and it was all about a comic book store. Um, and you see the life and stuff of what they do. And I know that show is a little bit. Uh, televised, pushed. Mm-hmm. I mean, they pushed a little few... That that kind of stuff on that show doesn't happen every day. You don't get right. the guy who plays Chewbacca and then Adam West and then Stan Lee mm-hmm. and people coming into your shop every other day. Um, but what has it been like for you as an owner slash worker, because you work here most days of the week, if not every day of the week, um, what has it been like for you to own the store? Um, what kind of interactions have you had with customers um, to like how do you what the uh, i want to say the feeling but the feeling isn't the right word um just that i guess feeling is the best word i can use right now just what is it like to be an owner slash worker of a comic
1: book collectible store I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I get to see, you know, now I think the big leap is when I was trying to buy and sell stuff at local swaps and, um, on Facebook and stuff like that. Um, a lot of people didn't see me as like a legitimate source to sell their stuff to. So I had to hunt down collections and find stuff and you're not finding a lot of the really cool stuff by having a store in a storefront. I've had people coming in looking to offload their collections and a lot of it's really cool stuff. I've had a lot of Generation 1 Transformers come through, um, a lot of comic books. Uh, a gentleman just brought in the entire run of Jim Starlin's uh, Captain Marvel. You know, So it, I didn't come across a lot of that when I was hunting for stuff, but now that people are bringing stuff to me, I'm getting to see a lot more cool stuff.
0: Um, you mentioned Generation 1 Transformers. What is that
1: exactly? they are action figures and toys based on the original 1984 cartoon awesome man. and those
0: are uh, obviously they're older so they're probably more sought after oh yeah that's really interesting um I know we've had a bunch here in the shop and stuff like that and they've gone pretty quickly it seems like uh, and, and your desk is completely filled with them yes um, so how is the interactions with the customers um I've seen a few of it but I'm not here often uh do you find that they're more is it like is it a more relaxed conversations and a relaxed environment when they're coming in or are some people more of an in and out and um like just how is your react like how do you um I'm trying to figure out the wording you're um just see here hit a pothole um <laughs> Just well, how do you enjoy the interactions wise?
1: I enjoy it. I mean most people come through here, they'll walk through and take their time and look at everything. They're not just trying to get in and out. You know, it's not like they're going to grocery shop and need pizza for the night and right. want to get in and out. Most people are coming to see what we are, see what we have, look through everything. Um a lot of times we'll sit there and talk and you know, they'll say, Hey, you know, I'm a Funko Pop collector, just wanted to see what you have and you know, we'll talk about what lines they collect, what they're into. Um, whether or not we have any because we have a lot, yeah um you know comic books we get people that come in you know talking about comic books and I love the x men and I show them a long box full of x men that we have, and they dig through and we talk about you know uh first appearance of gambit and you know all the good stuff that 's happened in the x men run
0: yeah i had a I was here one day, and there was a gentleman that came in and uh he was looking for i think it was black lightning and stuff mm-hmm. we gave him that one and he was looking around at other books and stuff and I strangely enough I introduced him to a character named John Stewart which is uh, Green Lantern and uh, strangely enough the man has ne- never heard of John Stewart so I know I threw him a few couple issues I knew he would like I can't remember the name off the top of his head but the conversation with me and him about me introducing him to a character this guy was not a younger man and it seemed like he was generally interested and he picked up like one or two of the books. Um, so that was really cool for me to witness and uh, be a part of. Um, it's definitely a fun thing to see people find things that either remind them of their childhood or introduce them to something new as an adult. So, let's see. How did you... um? Is there any specific uh, thing that you chose... Uh, have in the store, or did it just kind of fall in your lap?
1: I, You know, I just had the idea that it was going to be comics and collectibles. Um, you know, I wanted to carry some of the newer stuff, the Marvel Legends, obviously comics, uh, but yeah, a lot of it's just kind of falling in, you know, people walking in with stuff and saying, hey, I've got a ton of this, and I say, alright, well, let's look through and see what we can do, and we end up with a bunch of Star Wars in here, and Walking Dead, and backpacks, and just about anything and everything he could think of.
0: Indeed. Um, I think, speaking of Walking Dead and stuff, it reminded me, uh, probably should mention, you do, Um, what is it called? Um, consignment deal? Is it consignment? Uh, or what's the, is that the correct yeah,
1: word? That's that's correct. Um, Really, I'm only going to be doing consignment. I do have a little area where one guy has a bunch of stuff in here, um, but if anybody wanted to consign in the store, I'd definitely look at it. But it would have to be you know bigger pieces. I yeah, I don't want to do things. a bunch of little stuff. Yeah. So it'd have to be like one big thing or two big things that are easily trackable, easily um, able to manage. Indeed.
0: So if like.
1: I don't know, just know.
0: well, mm-hmm. you can imagine something big and something that would be mm-hmm. obviously an eye catcher and something worth working out. And then I know you do a deal site worth it, um, because you're the one selling it in store. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically what you're saying is it, Everything you've almost got has just kind of fallen into your lap yep. almost. It's, almost. But obviously you, do, you don't just be like, I'll get everything mm. There's obviously some stuff that you can't get yeah. Or you just know it won't sell because you are a business And obviously you have to always focus on that uh, Can you um, think of anything that you've just said no to? Um, you don't, obviously don 't throw names or anything yeah, out there, but not
1: really anything i 've said just said no to um I try to help people out i don 't want to you know i 'd rather buy a full collection and just let someone walk away instead of them having to try and get rid of whatever i don 't want um but i 've explained to people i 've said i just don 't think this will sell you know i 'll take it with the rest of the lot, but i 'm not going to really be paying for this yeah you know um it 's up to you this is the offer for the whole lot um otherwise we can work out something for just the stuff you want to get rid of but i i don't think i've really said anything no absolutely no to anything other than broken stuff
0: yeah Um, and that makes sense i mean you can't really unless it's a figure that has multiple accessories and the figure is broken but like all the accessories are there maybe i could see i know a lot of people are looking for like parts for drew transformers or uh, stuff like that. Yep. So I can see, you know, picking up some of that stuff maybe, but that makes sense about you obviously are not going to pick up a broken toy right. or a broken collectible. You're not going to get a statue with a missing arm. Right. That just doesn't make sense. Um so as we're sitting here doing this, we're in a game the game room. Um where we have the TV and you know, Nintendo Switch and there's a big table here, plenty of room for extra tables and a display case with bunch of action figures and collectibles and fun stuff that are all related to either board games, video games, tabletop games, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, you know, Monopoly and, you know, some of your classic style gaming as well. Um, Did you always have a game room in mind?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think, you know, um, especially trading card games and tabletop games, they kind of go along with comic collecting. People that collect comics or collect toys also like to play the trading card games Um, and vice versa a lot of people that play the trading card games want figures that go along with their games and I you know comics there's Dungeons and Dragons comics out there and magic comics and stuff like that so yeah I think the the two go hand in hand and it really gives someone an all-inclusive area to be
0: indeed Um, I know you have it open to the public too where anyone can kind of just come in and sit and play um, which I think is amazing I know a lot of places do that too but most of those places don't have a large flat screen TV hanging up on their wall mm-hmm. with, I don't know, from any moment there's, you know, Arrowverse shows on to you could be watching Batman the Animated Series or Stranger Things, whatever it may be. There's always something playing on the TV and if you get bored of that, you have an arcade cabinet in the corner. Um, so how many games are on the arcade cabinet? So it's not just like a one game thing.
1: Nope, there are 2016 games on it.
0: That is insane. Um, I remember I played uh, Ninja Turtles, the original Ninja Turtle arcade game on there, um, one of the times I was here. Uh, It was awesome. It's such a fun thing to go on to, and uh, you have it set for free play, I believe? Yep. So anyone can just come in and hang out and play it. Yep. That's awesome. That's definitely a thing that you don't often see in any type of store like this, I think. At least I've never seen one in any store like this. Um, where you can come in and play in arcade games. That's incredible. I love it. Um, is there anything that you want to push in the game room that you haven't set up quite yet?
1: Uh, we're definitely going to be doing Magic the Gathering draft nights. Um, we're going to look at maybe doing something for Pokemon card games, uh, trying to really give anybody that wants to play card games an area to come play and a place to come play. So. Yeah,
0: and I don't think there's really many places in this area. I know there's like a video game store, I think, in Maplewood that does it but I feel like there's more people than just what they can probably do and um, I know a lot of people like to try different areas Um, having family and friends who play the Pokemon Magic and all these games they love going around to different stores because you never know who you might play against or trade with and stuff like that so that's awesome Um, yeah we've been playing chess most of the morning between customers and doing other stuff uh, Mario chess nonetheless I've gotten my butt smoked the entire time But it's been fun um, So with Epic going on in the store And all the fun stuff that you have in shop uh, You are doing in A membership um, Which is called The Epic Membership You yep. get this really cool card with the logo on it um, Explain the membership What What are the perks of having an Epic
1: Membership so we're doing a couple of different things. Um, we're doing just a regular pull list. If you just want to have a pull list here, good, great. Come on in. We'll set you up. We'll and get you your books every week.
0: And that's free, correct?
1: Yep, that's free. Um, we'll give you 10% off of your pulls if you want to set up a pull list with us, just as kind of a thank you for you know, committing to us. Um, but then we're also doing what you said, the Epic Membership. We're charging $20 a year, and then, like you said, you'll get the card with the logo on it. Um, just so that we know if somebody's working in the store that hasn't seen you before, you show them the card, they know you're an Epic member, and that provides 20% off your polls. We'll also bag and board all of your books for you if that's what you want, and uh, you'll get 10% off of everything else in the store as well.
0: So um, the bagging and boarding is uh, a perk. It's not extra charged or anything. Nope. And then you get 10% off the rest of the store? Is that what you just said? Yep. Um, That's a crazy great deal, I think. Um, I know most places only do i 'm not going to drop names um well, if you have a poll list they 'll give you a ten percent off your polls or like your comics and stuff, but a lot of them you have to pay like a twenty dollar or more fee a year to get a ten percent discount mm-hmm. and that 's it um no and boards um no twenty percent obviously um so that's an incredible deal, I think, that people should probably take advantage of. Um, not in, like, a weird advantage of, like, the store you weigh, but, like, it's such a great perk that it's so hard to say no to that. Right. It's 20 bucks for the year. Um, and why not? I mean, it's 20% off after—I'm not going to do the math, but after you buy your comics a few times, it's already paid for. And even with the bags and boards— they're not cheap. I think a lot of places sell what, twenty five or fifty cents for a bag and board a piece.
1: I think that's about what they do. Yeah, yeah,
0: people get ten comics. That's a good amount of money right there already. Um so definitely worth it. Um you gotta come into store to get the epic membership, obviously. Um so if you're around, you come over, you ask the guy behind the counter, you just be like, Hey, I want I wanna get the annual membership, the epic membership. And uh yeah, they'll give it to you right there. You get a cool card with your name on it. It's got a great logo. Um, it's a solid card too. It's not cheap. Yep. It's not a paper card like a lot of stores. Nope. It is a solid plastic hard card.
1: And I think we're actually going to keep working on improving them. Right now, it's just a it's a solid plastic hard card, like you said, with just stickers on it. Um, in the future, we may end up trying to have those cards actually printed Print it on there.
0: Yep. I think that is a great idea. Um, and I was actually going to mention that to you if, um, if um. You're going to change it ever in the future, um, and if you do change it, the people who have the original cards, will you just transfer over a new card then, yeah. or will they keep
1: well keep it, their card? So the don't. cards are dated. That's one of the things okay. because we want to give them a full year. We don't want to say, all right, membership's expired January first. You're paying twenty bucks in June. You're only going to get so half the on year on their
0: card it already shows.
1: So on their card, it's dated. So that way we know, you know, all right, you bought your card October first. Next October. I go. Oh, your card's expired. Do you want another membership? So what we'd probably do is just let them continue to use the same card until it rolls over the next year get when them they them redo, Yep, we just get them a new card. That's awesome,
0: um, and I love the fact that it's a hard card.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've ruined so many paper ones, mm-hmm. and just in your wallet, they just get ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but um, where can they? Uh, where can the, li- uh, the listeners find you online? Like, you have an online presence then
1: yep right now we've got facebook just find us at epic comics and collectibles on facebook um we are working on getting a website up and running it's already pretty well done we're just kind of uh buttoning up loose ends and i should have that published here within a week
0: hey yeah we'll post that on facebook where you can find that then obviously um and then i believe an instagram account is in the works right now as well um as I'm making you know, like the question marks when I'm saying it, I'm setting up an Instagram account as I like I started it today, by the way. I forgot to mention this to you. Um yeah, I I ask you a question about your so your online presence mm. and I'm half of it. <laughs> so but it makes more sense obviously to ask you
1: mm-hmm.
0: because why why that's why you're here. Like I could talk about this all day long and I do to many people, believe me. <laughs> like I, I I list this place constantly to people. But um this is why we're sitting down with the owner of Epic to really um truly really get to know you a little bit better, get the listeners to know you. Um, you know, we're I'll probably have this sent onto your page and then we'll hang on everyone. Sorry guys. Um, you know, not to get more listeners on Squadcast, but I do plan on trying to I'm going to talk with Dean, the other guy who's here often. Um I want to, you know, have a nice conversation with him too. His knowledge is crazy. Mm. Um,
1: especially when it comes to Marvel and Thanos related yes, stuff. Yes. He is
0: he is a hard geek on that concept. I really appreciate that. Um of course his knowledge shies from the great guru of comics Jamie. But uh that guy's still in my but eventually, I'll hear from him. Once, once I cons- he's uh he works a road construction stuff, so once that stuff slows down, I'm sure he'll be back more as a presence on the Minnesota Comic Squad page, more presence on Squadcast. And I, last time I talked to him, I know he was excited about this store, mm-hmm. um, so I'm sure he'll stop by. Um, but uh, is there anything? Um, what are you? Uh, what are you reading right now? By the way.
1: Right now I'm reading DC stuff. Um, Last Night on Earth is phenomenal. It's just, it's a have, great read.
0: I think I have first issue, and I haven't picked it up since.
1: Yeah, so I they've got the second issue out now. Um, I believe it's just a three-issue run on this one. Okay. Um, but I'd have to look to be sure. Uh, Black Label's starting to release a lot of stuff, and they've got lists out. They just released uh, Part 3 of Batman Damned. Yeah. Um, and they've got some other stuff planned as well. I just picked uh, up the I,
0: Superman one. Yep. I haven't read it yet, but those books are huge.
1: Yep, yeah, they're almost a trade. Yeah, and they're doing three issues. I'm I'm pretty confident that it's three issues of the Last Night on Earth. Um, so it's a fairly long story wrapped up in three issues. Uh, yeah, and it's it's thick really blood. yeah, and it's really dark and adult. Um, definitely probably not something you want your twelve year old reading. Yeah, so
0: it's the Black Label for people who might not know, is. What Vertigo used to be. Uh, Vertigo is no longer, sadly. Um, They switched it to Black Label, which to me, I think they should just rebrand Vertigo. But um, so it's the more adult comics. For anyone who doesn't know, Vertigo was a lot of like Preacher, Lucifer, the Mm. question. No, the question wasn't on the Sandman. Sandman, I I meant. Um, I had the question in my head because I was reading some Dennis O'Neill books earlier this week. all those type of books were in Vertigo and they were more adultish. They were not your superhero comics by any means. And they had a bunch of other labels and st- like uh, titles and stuff in there. Um, but yeah. So you're more on DC currently.
1: Yep.
0: Um, so am I, as always. Um, I typically just read DC. It's not often I pick up a Marvel book except I have been reading the Silver Surfer Black Run. Um, I'm still hunting for issue two. Mm-hmm. I have issue three. Do not have issue two. Um I had a back order and it's still on back order.
1: And that is so I haven't been reading it, but I've been talking to Dean about it. And that's a reimagining of Galactus's origin. And it actually introduces the Silver Surfer before Galactus is around.
0: Yeah, issue and one, it's post.
1: But there's some time travel stuff in there. Yeah, or
0: he jumped like Post he talks about a little bit in his past through the dialogue and stuff, but yeah, I believe like number issue three, it's where it turns. Okay. Uh, I haven't read it yet, but that's why I was kind of reading online. Um, it's a great book, though. Mm-hmm. If you, I think you would definitely enjoy, it, especially because I know you kind of like it um, dialogue and stuff, mm-hmm. and the depth of the comic is really nice, and that's what I love. Um, I would prefer depth of character. More than action and crazy nonsense. Um, if I could have a comic book of two characters sitting down having coffee, having a conversation, mm-hmm. that is what I would read <laughs> exclusively. Um, just because I love that concept um, of fun stuff like that. So, um, is there um anything you'd like to add? Anything about the store, maybe, or yourself?
1: No, I mean, I guess the only thing I could say is come in and visit me. Indeed. Yeah, we need people in here chatting and hanging out. When it's slow, we need uh, some company.
0: <laughs> um, speaking of that coming in, what, um, your hours, uh, we forgot to mention this right away, you are open, what hours are you open?
1: We're open 10 to 8, 7 days a week.
0: So 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., 7 days a week. Um, unlike most stores, they close early mm-hmm. on either Sunday, Mondays, or they're not even open. Um, you chose to stay open. Yep. Um. Is there a reason why you chose to stay open?
1: I just want to be accessible uh, basically anytime anybody's free. Uh, my big thing is I know I had a really crazy work schedule when I was working construction. I tended to work weekends. Um. It was pretty random, so it was hard to get into a store, especially if they're closed on a Tuesday. You know, it's it, it's a rain day. I don't have to work, but they're closed on Tuesday because they're getting ready for new comic book day on Wednesday um, it kind of limited my accessibility to a good comic book store. And so I, I wanted to be as accessible as possible.
0: So your struggles in not being able to go with an open store during the weekdays or some like on a rain day, as you like, mm-hmm. said, cause you're, you were a laborer, you worked, mm-hmm. um, has then your experience with that is now helping people who may be in the same situation. Um, I know a lot of times I'm unable to get to stores because of my days that I work. Um, But that is an uh, incredible concept that I don't think a lot of people think about. People who have never been in those situations before. Um, So right away, not to keep boasting about you, but you're already thinking of your customer more than you are yourself. Willing to sacrifice your time knowing that the situations you've been in, you don't want other people to be in that situation. Right. And I honestly think that might really divide you from other people. Um, Because I've even talked to other places just randomly in our conversation, like yeah, I don't want to be here that day it's slow. Or I want a day off, or whatever it may be. And so right away you're already thinking of your customers, which puts you above other people, in my opinion. Um, Whether or not other people agree with me on that (laughs) is completely different. And it's not even being biased I think I think it's just being truthful Um And stuff like that But uh I just want to thank you anyway But uh, Thank you for getting on Squadcast You've been on before Yep Uh If for people who don't know Back uh I don't remember what episode It was off the top of my head But we had a live At the Source comic Uh The Source comics In um Roseville We had a live show Where like six of us Got together and chatted Um That's where I believe we met Yep And uh we had a great conversation then so go back on the archives every episode is still available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor. Uh Anchor is our main hub, but I do I'm not going to say I prefer if you guys go to a certain platform, but go to Apple, go to <laughs> iTunes. Um 70% of all podcasts are listened to on Apple and iTunes. Like I guess Apple and iTunes are the same thing. Um but 70% of all podcasts are listened to there. So the best way to make uh, Squadcast more available make Squadcast more popular is by listening to it on iTunes or Apple Podcasts same thing Um, so go there please or wherever you uh, wherever you guys listen to your podcast I know we have a guy who listens on Pocketcast didn't know that was a thing until it popped up on my uh, on my uh, chart where all my stuff listens like where I get all my views or listens not views it's not audio, video, it's audio. And so it's really cool to see. But we're mainly on Anchor. Um, but like I said, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Cast, Overcast. Um, I think it's on like 10 different po- po- uh, mm-hmm. podcasting platforms. Um, of course, I always put the link on our Facebook page at Squadcast. Um, uh, the link is always on the Minnesota Comics Squad. Um, Now when it comes to the Minnesota Comic Squad It can be a little difficult to find Uh, We have an open page Which I started originally And I chose to switch it to a group A closed group Um, I just had different access and different ability As a closed group So we switched to that Um, But if you find the page There's a link that will link you To joining the Minnesota Comic Squad group Um, So many great conversations happen. Um, So many like-minded individuals. Uh, I've met some really great friends on that page um, and stuff like that. So uh, we always link the podcast there. Um, Epic Comics and Collectibles is Squadcast's uh, sponsor. Um, So Squadcast uh, is constantly promoting Epic Comics and Collectibles here at 2730 Stillwater Road East in Maplewood, Minnesota. Um, see what else do I got? That's about all my plugs, I think. Uh, Minnesota Comic Squad, Squadcast, uh, Minnesota Comic Squad also has an Instagram, but it's not as active as it should be. Um, working on getting somebody to run that for me. I have way too many platforms I'm dealing with, but yeah, guys. So, uh, thank you, Michael, for sitting down with me and having this conversation. Luckily enough, we weren't too distracted by anyone today, which. Right before we started this, we had, like, a bunch of people come in. So it was nice to be able to sit down with you, so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I'm sure we'll get together again, and uh, me and Tony are working on another live show soon. Um, Obviously, like we were talking prior, I have mic issues, so we're going to be doing dealing with that. I'll get a better setup, and probably do another recording soon of our typical podcast, where we talk about... The new comics coming out the week to movies, shows, television, you know, all that fun stuff. Everything in the geek culture we will be talking about at at our next one. But, um, yeah, thanks for uh, sitting down. I look forward to sitting down with you later and talking more.
1: Not a problem. Had a good time, man. Thanks for stopping by.
0: All right, everyone. Live, love comics. Bye.